Good morning, Philadelphia listeners on WWDB 860 and everywhere else via the live stream. This is Kevin O'Brien. I'm with Wayne Middleton. It's Monday morning. It's the SMB Acceleration Show. Be sure to stay tuned for the entire hour today. We're going to be joined by Bart Mraz, CEO of Sumo Heavy. Sumo Heavy is a boutique digital e-commerce consulting firm with a foundation of efficiency through process, which is something, as everyone who listens knows, Wayne and I love efficiency. I think that's one of the real uh, things most small businesses need. So if you miss anything today, you want to be sure to download the podcast. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. So before we get into it, Wayne, I know you took a different route, but how was the drive down? It was actually really good. I got <laughs> here before everyone else, which is, yeah. it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, you beat me here, and I live uh, <laughs> two roads away. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so early that Dan even said, "Wow, you're here first. This can't <laughs> this can't be good." Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's it, excellent. It was nice. I didn't get onto seventy six, which is always a pleasure not to go on that road. Um, so it brought me back through Roxborough, and I got to see a little bit of the Yunk, which has been a while <laughs> since I've been on the Yunk. Nice. Um, and then yeah, back up onto City Ave, nice and easy. Nice. That's, that's how it took you down, down through there and all. Yeah. yeah I was, Did it take you down Main Street? Took me all, no, it took oh, me down like uh, Ridge? Ridge, yeah, Ridge Ave, all the way down from there from Plymouth Meeting. So I managed to get to say hello to my friends there. And then um, we drove down from there and got off at City Ave. Excellent. Well, And of course, I was late. <laughs> Where are you coming from? Uh, Benjamin Parkway. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys made me drive this morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, I usually hey, walk. To, st- to you, what's it, what, the office? Yeah. Our oh. office is in Old City, so it's like a good 40-minute walk from That's home. awesome. Yeah, it's great. You walk to work. Yeah, every day. That's Can't a nice that. way to start the day. Man. Well, I mean, I used to be like, when you live in Philly, like, yeah, yeah everybody just takes the subway or whatever else. I lived in New York for five years. Your world of distance changes. Really? <laughs> Just as far as walking and... Yeah, back in Philly, it's like everything is 20 minutes. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah, New York. 20. Yeah, quote, yeah. unquote, 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, so the, you started your Monday morning out having to drive out this way. And I then know. Drive back, huh? I know. It's crazy. Now, do you park at the office or you park at the no, house I'm and walk go, down? Yeah. Exactly what's going to happen later. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, London's one of those really walkable cities, too, because God forbid you get on the subway and turn into a tuna sandwich. Um, so packed, so many people. Uh, so you end up walking everywhere. And my my morning walk was pretty pretty nice. You used to walk across Waterloo Bridge, see Westminster, see the big wheel thing that everyone likes, and then walk up from there. I think it's called the Millennium Wheel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, walk up from there up through uh, the uh, Soho. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then into uh, into London proper. That Can't was my commute. I, I like it. I prefer to walk. I feel like if I lived ever had lived in New York City, I'd always walk out everywhere just from the... It dep- yeah, it depends where you are, right? Yeah. Because it's like living and where you work are totally different worlds. They you be, never yes. live where you work. I mean, yeah. just never next to it. No, that's <laughs> terrible because then like getting in from one of the outer boroughs, especially if you work like downtown somewhere. It can be hard. Yeah, my business partner, uh, he lived a little outside of uh, on Long Island a little bit. And it took me uh, an hour and a half. Oh, ouch! Which is basically oh. what you do from here yeah. to New York. Yeah, yeah you can much. take the Acela every day up there. And, uh, it's it's an hour and twenty. It minutes. took him an hour and a half. Yeah, he was out wow. there because he. It, so if you're in New York, um, he was taking Long Island Railroad, but it was the only line that goes, doesn't go through one of the stations, so you can just jump on the subway. So you have to go to Penn Station and then just oh. take the subway. <laughs> Is that why you moved your business to Philadelphia? <laughs> Again, no. Uh, he just decided to move to Philly. Okay. And then a year later, I moved to Philly. Really? Right back home, yeah. 
Very That's cool. Good. How do you like being in uh, something I was going to ask you later, but uh, how do you like Philadelphia versus New York? So New York is crazy. I love New York. Um, I have this thing where um, you either love New York or hate it, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me you love it or hate it till you actually live there. True. That it's a sense. weird, yeah, because if you just go up there for a few, for, for an hour or two or a day, yeah. it's a different experience. You have to actually live it. I love it. I love the craziness of it. Okay. Um, coming back to Philly, it took me a good three months to slow down. I can see that. In every single way. Yeah. Like, it's a weird, uh, from meetings to late meetings, like, I'm home every night at, at, like, a decent hour, where in New York, you had, like, drink meetings at 10 o'clock at night. Because yeah. it just happened. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. It's a different life. Just that much more gets done. It's not that much. It's just crazy because you have to run around like crazy. But the the problem with it is like most youngers, you know, you have kids or stuff like that. Yeah. You have a small, small, tiny apartment. Nobody really cooks at home. So you go out. But that's a, you know, a whole day of worth of things going on all the time. Yeah. Which is great. You get older and that doesn't get fun anymore. No, yeah. I can't tell you. I talked to a number of people who uh, have moved out of New York when they had kids for like, yeah, for several I mean, different reasons of like, well, schools are expensive. I was gonna say, um, yeah. if you want to get this, I mean, private schools, getting kids into private, like, I have friends who live there, have kids, and they love it and they're yeah. okay with it. Um, we just decided to not. Yes. I can't imagine what a New York City private school must cost. Don't even go there. Yeah, uh, you, you don't want to know. I mean, I know there are 40,000 a year by the ones by me. I can't imagine you had to like uh, 20K to that. Yeah, like 60 at least. Get, kindergarten starts at 60. Plus, <laughs> basically, you got to enroll when they're born. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Or prior, if you can. Yeah. If, or prior, yeah. if you can. Yeah. Put down the $50,000 deposit, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, right. We got him in for the first six months. Oh. <laughs> yep, yep. So, I guess it was, because you don't have that same... Philadelphia is a busy city, but it doesn't have that same. Well, people live outside. Hour vibe. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people live outside. So you know, it, going back to like drink meetings, you can have a drink meeting at five because they, you know you have a five and they leave by six thirty-seven. Yeah, be home at a decent hour because you skip all the traffic, right? Yeah. Um, so it changes the whole how you do business okay. and how fast it is and stuff like that. Um, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the slowdown, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it does take you a while to unwind from that. 24-7 mentality. It, it did. It did a little bit. I mean, owning a business, you're kind of always thinking about yeah. it. But the change now is I'm home with my wife. We'll make dinner. I mean, I'm still doing you know yeah. work after whatever, but it, it's, it just changed completely, which is great. I mean, it, it makes a little more slow down. Um, makes life just a little better. Yeah. How's yeah. it from a competition standpoint? Um, Do you know? Is there any noticeable difference between... Yeah, I mean, it's just so much bigger, right? So, you know, if you look at ad agencies or agencies itself, there's just every corner has one. And it's just so much bigger. In New York. And it's small ones and and everybody works together. Um, The thing you get there is access to, um, you know, bigger companies all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Amazon, Facebook, everybody's there. Yeah. You know, so you have that access if you need to and you can meet people faster. Okay. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, if you go to tech sort of uh, networking events, right? Philly has a lot of them, but nothing on what... New York has right. That you makes can sense. Go just from the- twenty events a night and not bump into the same people. Wow. Whereas Philly, you still have that. It's a small community. It's so. a very small community, which is fine. Yeah. Um. The just the, the size of it is different. It's yeah. interesting, right? I guess yeah. that now and there's a, yeah, you have access to a lot more companies. Yeah. No, I mean startups. Service like it, the startup world in New York has expanded in the past 10, 15 years. Okay. Really quickly. Um. 
it's just access money like it's all of it yeah um philly's slowly getting there it's yeah. always slowly getting there yeah that's for sure uh which i don't mind i mean I've been in the in this industry for a very long time in philly so and i love it it's my hometown it's so did you start the business in Philadelphia? Yeah, we started okay. in Philly um, in 2010. So we're coming up on our 10th birthday. Oh, excellent. When oh, is it? Uh, May t 13th. May 13th, actually. Yeah, we kind of go by a stamp on, you know, paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a great right. way to do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like that's the number. Um, but yeah, it would be 10 years old, which is kind of crazy. Nice. Any kind of big plans or are they a secret and you can't reveal them? Uh, no, no plans. Uh, we're actually, we almost never do anything. But okay. this year we're going to try. It's a weird weekend, um, but we're going to try to do something i don't know nice. <laughs> you're like i besides, can't spill the beans because i don't know what they are well besides wearing the ceo hat i actually am official party planner for are the you? company so nice. <laughs> all the parties nice well, that's a good dual role chief bottle washer too <laughs> yeah that's also good, also good. <laughs> so yeah. 10 years that's a i mean we met probably five six years ago now yeah and yep. uh, i was trying to get you trying to work with you um at the company at the time was shonra uh, software. Yep. Um, and I know from that from that period of time to where you are today, you've grown a lot actually. Over grown a lot, changed how we do stuff. Yep. There's just ten years of just changes, and it it feels like it's just been yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Moves very very fast. Because I I remember we were talking about God forbid Drupal. I think at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, we still we'll do it. Um, you know, we we focused on e-commerce. That's just what we do. Um, but when we started, was just a development job, yep. an hourly development job. That's all we did. Contractors and yeah, um, and then we almost closed our doors the first year. So that was that was a fun fun time. That's always fun. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. When when a client doesn't pay you about a hundred thousand dollars and and uh, and you have about a hundred bucks in in your pocket to pay people yeah, before Christmas. That kills. Ouch. That kills. Yeah, yeah that's well. a fun story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, well played. Uh, yeah, we actually, that story is, uh, we had a client, um, it was a client of a client, didn't pay, and we basically had no choice just to figure out how to do this. 15 contractors. Wow. Um, I have about five bucks in my pocket, 100 bucks in the in the, in the oh. bank. Drove to the client in a snowstorm. Really? Yeah, two hours. That should take about 20 minutes. Wow. Um, walked in, they handed me uh, a check for 10 grand. And I was like, "Where's the, the zero? <laughs> They're like, "Nope, missing some sorry, numbers here. <laughs> wow. no way." Yep, yep. Came back. My business partner was like, "What are we gonna do?" I'm like, "Well, beg, borrow, and steal." <laughs> that was that was our whole like moment of do we like spend the next? Basically, my thing was, do we spend the next two to three years of our life trying to recover that money? Probably not even recover any of it, or recover and pay attorneys to do it. Um, or do we turn around, figure out the business itself, how we can actually change from hourly to other things we do and get more clients and just go hustle. Like, yeah. Just go get clients. Um, and that's really where that, that yeah. happened. And, you know, from changing to that um, and networking really well and, and just keeping relationships, now we got bigger clients as we went along. Yeah. Um, That'd be a tough realization, huh? It's, you have to have, like, it's funny because in our in our company we have uh, my business partner is the technical. He's the all the delivery. He does all the process, what we do, how we do it. Okay, like that's where it comes from. 
Um, I come from the other side of it. Someone, someone has to go sell. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all about relationships. It's not just picking up the phone and cold calling. It's all about relationships. Yeah. Um, and we grew. We don't have a hockey stick growth. We grew nicely, slowly. Um, we like it that way. Um, progressive you know. growth rather than progressive just growth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're only we've been about between fifteen and twenty people for almost ten years. Okay. Yeah. You know, just very steady. Yeah. We're 22 right now. We, okay. like, hired three people in Philly in our office last year, which was, like, a biggie. Wow, okay. Um, which is great. I mean, yeah. we want more, and, and we definitely want to grow in Philly and, and do that. But over the years, you just kind of learn, um, you know, we, we change how we work and how we bill and, and, and went through that process. Yeah. So we went from hourly all the way to we're full retainer, monthly retainer for a client. Okay. Which is a different style of company working. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And have, have you expanded your services from those very early days? Yeah, so just not development. We used to be a Magento, which is a e-commerce platform uh, development shop. That's all we did. Okay. Um, now we're consulting um, strategy. We do, um, our biggest thing that we do is for bigger clients, we work with internal teams to make it more efficient work with the business better, technology, okay. all the technology. So architecture, signs, some staff augmentation, we kind of work within them. Um, you know, we stay with a client, because of retainer model, we stay with a client for a while. Okay. Um, you know, I think our longest right now is nine years. Wow. Yeah, our shortest is two months <laughs> because we just had somebody, we're working yeah. on a project right now. Yeah. Um, but over the years- a project, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, our largest clients, we've been there for three years now. Wow. And it's like longer term projects because they yeah. work. So um, for smaller clients, it's being that team that helps them grow. Mm-hmm. So our clientele, for some reason right now, is either $25 million in sales online or under okay. or 100 and over. Interesting. Uh, we do that middle too, yeah. but it's it's been interesting for us. We'll take it on. Yeah. Um, the smaller ones are really just being that team for them, being okay. the technology team for them. Yeah. So, And then most of them are using Magento? No, it's everything. everything like, so it's we we say like Shopify, Magento, uh, BigCommerce, any of the platforms yeah. are just part of our toolkit. It's an e-commerce platform. We do a lot of integrations. We do a lot of backend stuff. Um, but half our business now is working with um, internal teams and helping them do agile properly and do process and business process oh, and technology okay. and documentation and, and architecture, really working with them so that they can work with the business better. Mm-hmm. Scale it up. Um, yeah, yeah, we mean business because what happens in those teams, and doesn't matter if it's small team or big, is that there's a disconnect a lot of times between technology teams and the business itself. Okay. Right? Because the business doesn't understand how, especially in the agile world, it, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like, well, it's going to get done when it's done, but business wants deadlines. Yeah. So you kind of got to like figure out what to do with that, right? And it's, it's where we stray from hourly um, is that Hourly for me, it's like the basis of how that person works, mm-hmm. not the team. It's the effective rate of the team itself. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of how we kind of play with. That's interesting. Yeah, we work internally like that. Like everything that we kind of push on the client, push, yeah. <laughs> um, we do internally. We okay. actually process it and, and do it our way because it's – like if you look at our company it, – it's we, the process that we have should be run in, in big giant numbers companies. Okay, but we do it on purpose. Really? Yeah. So that you have that process. So we have that process so we can test it, so we can have it, and then it just makes it easier for us to go to a client. That means we're efficient. Like we do more work with twenty-two people than most would do fifty, seventy-five agencies. Wow. 
Um, That's and huge. because we do in a retainer model, um, everybody touches every single project that we own. Mm. So that it's a nice, steady, yeah. and we can adjust it how it goes along. That's nice. Yeah. I'm sure your employees appreciate that. Yeah. There's nothing worse <laughs> than uh, working in an agency where you get pigeonholed in like two or three clients, and all of a sudden thing, that's yeah. all you do, and you're like... Right. I'd like to see something. You know, like, <laughs> right. I might right. have a like great idea to bring the you know other client X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I, I mean, there's never... times that they still gotta they still gotta go through that process of oh yeah, you know, menial tasks. You should have to do it. It's oh, the yeah. job. Like that's oh, part of yeah. it, right? But it's nice to have uh, front end developers or, or back end developers move around yeah. from mm-hmm. project to project, new things. Here's that. They're see never different get, things. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to get them bored. I mean, they're gonna be because it's part. You have everybody else, right? Yeah. But we try not to. Okay. So it's it's planned out work all the time and and yeah. So is it more expensive for you as a business owner upfront building the process and then uh, over the go? years yes but not now. Now um, you have a so, kind of idea how they. Layer. So for clients we actually do what we call sumo heavy weigh in which is discovery assessment um, and then road mapping and and depends on the client. That usually takes between two to six weeks. Okay. And that's our, it's a paid discovery, basically. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know what we got to do next. Okay. The next six months, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, because then you, without all that upfront, and I found this at other agencies who don't do the strategy upfront. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know where to go? You've got to nothing. Know, you've got to be able to do the insights. It's, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Too. Nothing worse than like having a t- an hour conversation or even half an hour conversation with a client on a phone call and go, oh, okay, here's the price. I'm yeah, like, now we're ready. Like, no, that because, doesn't work. Especially in our business when it comes to e-commerce. For me, it's like building a building. Yeah, like, you're a it commercial is. Real estate, you know that. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, if you had a client call you, hey, I need a building. And you're like, okay, well, it's you know a million dollars. Yeah. How, How do you, you have any idea? We don't have no idea. Is it two stories, five stories? Exactly. Where's the window? Like all that stuff is is I just don't get that. This is where people get into trouble with scope creep. Yep. And oh yeah. Over absolutely. budgets. Yep. And yep. and I understand. Listen, I understand that clients need budgets because they need to go and get approval for them. I get it. Our process of, of doing the the sumo heavy weigh in is that would get you there. Yes. It's a small tiny fee. For us to plan it out, I mean, you're going to buy, pay for an architect and, the, and somebody to do it. Yeah. So why not do it this way? Yep. And then oh, you, agree, you know yeah. what's going. And and it's funny because most people are like, "Well, that's going to slow us down." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's going to slow you down for the beginning of it. But it's going to be so much faster later because you have everything planned out." Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've I've had this conversation with many other people that I've worked with over the over the years that. The upfront bit is if you put a lot more emphasis on the upfront planning strategy and everything else, and it's the shortest amount of time executionally because then the rest of it becomes much quicker because you've already planned it out well enough that you can move through that process easy. Um, but right. there's, there's still, even today, agencies still work on that process, which is, you know, we're going to front load everything. We're going to tell you exactly what you need, and then we're going to deliver it. And then, oh, by the way, once you've delivered this fantastic product, um, the client doesn't like it, or they've got this, or they want to change that. Or right. Or they missed a major what requirement. Your one is, yeah, or missed a major requirement, which I've seen more times than I care to mention. Um, and that's where you start to get the impact on your budget. That's where you start to, that's where the relationship starts to break down to, because right. then the trust goes. And not that, like, our, from ours, that's, like, set in stone when we deliver it, right, that blueprint. Yeah. It's going to change. It's yeah. just giving you a better idea of what the project will look like, right? Because in the style we work uh, of retainer, it's a month-to-month. 
Okay. Yeah. That means we plan out every single week with the client. So we know what's going well, on. Yeah, what's so going like on? when in the middle of the project, they go, hey, we need to adjust our thing because this came up. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. Like, let's adjust it. Let's figure it out. But it's not a whole like long process of scope changes in this. Yes. It just, it makes no sense. Yeah. I just don't get it. You can uh, move I'm with quicker. You. Yeah, uh, no, you move quicker. Do you remember that uh, we worked, we both worked somewhere, me and Kevin, where we was literally told to put up on our, on our desk. Do you remember that postcard? So uh, scope change. Yes. If it's not written down or not required, it's a scope change. That's, Correct. That's what they kept they kept drilling in because people kept misunderstanding what a scope change was. Right. So they, the client would go, "Oh, I need this," and they go, "Oh yeah, trying to be a good." You know what happened? Person. I'll never forget on that. And somebody was like, "Blog," and I went over and we were doing architecture on it, and I said, "Well, that's blog. Yes. What does that mean?" And they were like. The blog, and I was like, "Well, all the individual pages of the blog," <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, you have like thirty minutes budget here for blog. Do you know how many blogs they have?" And they were like, "I don't know." I was like, "It was something like 200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "We're supposed to, you know, redo all these page titles, this and that, in thirty minutes on two hundred blogs." And somebody went, "Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah." So then what? Yeah. yeah, right. So like we look at it as you know just architecting things properly and and going through that process. It's 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 definitely it helps. Oh yeah. Now we've lost clients because of it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's um, a tough sell sometimes. It's a it's always a tough sell. Like tough sell between that and a retainer. Like wh- they don't know how to compare it. Yeah. Right. Because everything is so hourly still. Yes. I don't understand. I don't. You know. Like what? think about this. Like yeah. we charge one monthly fee for the whole team. Yeah. yeah. You know what your year looks like with us. It's yeah. not hard. I, actually, retainers, uh, yeah, I know what I mean. I'm, we call a retainer. Yeah. It's not a traditional attorney retainer, like what you think of retainer, yeah. right? Technically, it's a subscription model. Yeah. You yeah. buy our time for for the monthly fee, right? I just don't like the word subscription because that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. But it actually, actually, it's probably a better way to actually explain it. Though. It is. I mean, it's just, you I mean your retainer services for the month. Oh, right? yeah. It's the same thing. But you're right. People put that attorney feeling tied to retainer right and i feel like there's this negative almost negative connotation sometimes a little bit but that's the only way you can describe no you're right but subscriptions and funny because people are so open to subscriptions now right everybody has about 400 of them (laughs) right (laughs) so why not be subscribed to a consulting firm sure um uh but the 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 great thing about it is um i'm seeing more and more my style of sort of work happening more and more okay um sort of the monthly stuff um people still deal with buck of hours which makes no sense either we've done the only reason i am against all these things yeah. because we've done them all oh, yeah yeah we went from hourly to bill every other week to or two weeks ahead mm-hmm. or bucket of hours and we just went through every iteration of it yeah so one day i said here's a number and we're just going to do it yeah that's you know what that's a great point i think we should get back to that as soon as uh, we get back from break all right, we're back. We're here with Bart, and we're talking right now, kind of billing, how uh, small businesses should kind of look at, you know, a monthly model versus an hourly model, and that's something I've always had an issue with is the hourly model. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. It's because I feel like this is terrible to say, having worked in many agencies. But you build it in for, like, people going to the bathroom, I'll never forget when the place that Wayne and I worked together, they were so adamant about billing to the minute that one of the developers went like, kind of de- as developers like to do sometimes, you know, take it something a little bit like kind of far. <laughs> a little bit too so literally. He yeah. literally 
from the minute he walked in, every time he went to like get coffee, he would like start a timer and walk back and be like, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> and then it was like number one, number two. Oh, jeez. So and, you know, the funny I, thing is, so, so for us, we, we do track it. We yeah. track it internally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we track it internally, and it's not like that. It's no, never I, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just looking at how much time takes. And, you know, we started doing retainer. We literally put a number on a board and said, let's work backwards. Yeah, no, that's, that's I just me shot, I was like, one day, I mean, my business partner had an issue with it, but eventually we worked at it and it worked. Um, and we're like, all right, we can, we can make this happen. Um, so we went backwards. So, and that's like, we've been doing that for about six years now. Wow. Okay. And like exactly yeah. have that. And then over past year and a half or so, um, we've, figured out um, a, a sort of addition to that or expanding it where what we took to earlier is like it's about the team itself. Yeah. So we're figuring out how to use sort of metrics to figure out how efficient is your team. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Because then we can actually tell, say, a ticket or a feature takes a week and a half or a week, give or take two days. Mm-hmm. So then you can go backwards from that and go, all right, well, this whole thing is going to – you can actually get to – deadlines yes. in the agile world which is so, tricky yeah but there's a way to do it um and i get the hours because hours are so it's an easy measure mm-hmm. it's finite the, the right the problem with it is is like my hour and your hour are two different things mm-hmm. and how you mm-hmm. measure that and like how fast it is and all that i just there's the problem with i have a problem with measuring that and and being effective for the client and being on the same level as client right like yep I think hourly, and there's only I know a few people that do it really well on an hourly basis for clients. I, I just have the problem. There's, it just doesn't match. Yeah, you know, a, a client loses on that one mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we, because a lot of it gets handed to junior people, unfortunately, and some and the big consulting. It's not even yeah. junior. Like overall, it loses because you don't know what your stretch is or what it yeah. is, right? Yeah. Like what? you have <laughs> one thing for us, and you can change it up and help. Like we become part of the company. Mm-hmm. Right, they don't have to worry about billing. That's just a monthly rate. Yeah. So that means project managers on both sides can go out and do what they got to do. And so that, we go, yeah. hey, listen, you know, and we reevaluate every single month how much work we're doing with them, what the weekly is, how it is. We kind of know how it's going. Excellent. Um, and everybody asks us all the time. Yeah, we have tools for that. And we over yeah few years we figured out how to actually do it. Yeah. Um, without you know messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if you don't try, you don't you don't succeed. And and I think the other thing we were just talking about this during the break, it adds a great sense of transparency between you and the client in terms of where a project is at. Whereas a lot of these other companies that are using the hourly based method, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in there. Right. So in in our model, we actually give them access to all our tools. Okay. All of them. Wow. Well, we use Atlassian tools for, for everything, yeah. for projects and stuff like that, but they get access to everything. They get access to our Slack. They get access to it. They get a weekly call. If the client is bigger, it's daily. Yeah. Um, but they have access to everybody. So we become part of their company completely to yeah. a point where we literally had a company put them put us on their org chart one time. Nice. <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. You know yeah. you're doing it right when you've been added to the org chart, right? right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm not expecting everybody to do that, but that yeah. was kind of a funny, funny moment. We just became part of the company. So what kind of companies are your, like, wheelhouse in the under $25 million? Uh, We don't – yeah, we don't have a vertical. Uh, we go after any – so we say it's everything transactional. Okay. So we've done work for, like, City Bike. I should 
yeah. you build some of that. That transaction is not really that commercy, like traditional commerce. Okay. So we deal with a whole bunch of different things. Oh, cool. Um, traditional still, um, but they're all over a place. Um, from sports bands to shoes to okay. Dogs, dogs, <laughs> maybe cats, dogs, just dogs. We're selling just dogs. dogs. <laughs> just sell dogs. Just sell dogs. Um, no, but like um, to pets, to it, we don't have a vertical. It's okay. everything transactional. But we play in the in both worlds really well. Okay, no, it's yeah. interesting. I uh, at one time worked with a was it, like a hundred year old Valve company that had opened like an e commerce brand. It sounds like you would actually have been perfect for. We are building of. currently for somebody that. Hey, you would. It's not sexy. It's yeah. not a sexy brand. It's not you know Nikes or whatever. Yeah. But they do so well in a very specific thing. Once we launch it, we put it out there. But it, it's really weird. It, it works. It's a very minute. Like you would never know. Like that's the product you need. Yeah. But it's that. It's like one of those pipe type, type places. Yeah, and yeah. it was the same thing. It was people searching by like very specific product ID numbers that were in yep. catalogs, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, catalog businesses right now are like the best way. The B2B catalog businesses are probably the best way to like put those companies onto online. Really? Yeah. Because think about that, like construction guys, right? management. Yeah. Construction guys, they don't have phones. They're not going to like pick up a catalog. If they're on the thing, hey, we need a pipe, type it on the, on the cell phone and you're good to go. Or the iPad. Out well, the iPad or iPad. They all have right. them now. They're all starting to have them. Right, so yep. you you are changing the way that works. Yeah, you're transform. That's the true tra uh, digital transformation when you're talking about transforming businesses. I hate that word, by the way. I know you do. Oh, do you? So I'll keep using right. it. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. We, uh, I actually worked on a project with a company down in um, Texas, uh, building. They basically did prefab building kind of ideas. It was for big office blocks and corporate buildings, and basically they wanted an online catalog, and it was one of the Great. most effective, but. What I loved about it is the challenge of like understanding how someone searches for this, you know, rivet B six two one two two two. Right. But they literally, literally did do it, you know, widget one two three four eight nine two Z, and that's how they were using their search. You you just have to be clever about it, but you you attach a very good e commerce experience to it, and people love it. Well, you got to go, you got to go in a field for that, right? Because yeah. those guys know what they want, right? Yep. They want quick search. That's what they know. They've been doing it forever. Yep. Would it be you know a a text search or whatever whatever else is right? Yep. People get that confused. They're like, oh, I just want the catalog online. Yeah. No, That's you, not how that works. The search is the thing you need. <laughs> yeah. And my biggest, and since we're talking about it, my biggest thing is like when you're building something for a client, you're not building for them. You're building for the end customer. Yes. And that's always the back and it forth is. between clients, right? It's like, we're not building this for you. You might not like something, <laughs> but we researched it. Yeah. For the end customer, you're not your own customer, and that's yeah. always the hardest. It's probably the hardest thing to get people to buy into, especially I think even in base websites, right? They yeah, even the like, base websites. I like these colors. You're like, it doesn't matter what you like. It doesn't. <laughs> it really does not, because the market is the market is the market. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's part of what the clients, look, the end client is going to say. Would it be B two B or B two C? It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just customer centric if you can focus on the end user and you can deliver the stellar experience that they want yeah it doesn't matter what the client needs at that point it's you're focusing on the the, the end user yeah and i mean obviously brand colors and all that sure but what the site does and looks and does like that's important yeah and that's not you know you're never going to shop your site i mean you should 
as a small client, you, you absolutely should, should yeah. always shop your stuff and see how it works or, or have, you know, my favorite is always um, go to my parents sometimes and go, hey, can you shop this? Yeah. Like, how's it feel? How easy is it? How easy yeah. is it? Like, that is a like a like a small hack, but go to people who don't use this every day. Yeah. Right. For for we forget from the digital side is like we do this every day. Yeah. Like, yeah I don't have to look at things to know where it is. Yeah. But people in the real world don't do this. No, you're right. Absolutely. I think that's a, it was really interesting for especially those big B2B, man, is to make, look at a website, you know, like a really a e-commerce based one. Because I feel like none of them, not none, but so few. So few do. And I think there's a lot more getting built right now, but it, it's got to be very, it, it's a lot of research. Yeah. And putting our money into it. I mean, we talked about it. It's like putting research into it and putting money into it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before the show, you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, buying a, you know, $100 thing a month, that's a lot of money. It's like, in reality, it isn't. It's like, what's the total cost of ownership? Yeah. And I think people forget that, too. Like, the whole, like, this might be this much, or, you know, the way we look at tools is like, is it going to make our job faster or mm -hmm. better? Yes. You know, and how much time that saves us and, and all that. And when you start in the beginning, yeah, you use whatever you can for free and, and whatever. But eventually you get to a point where like, well, how efficient is this? Yeah. How much yeah. better does it make? How much time know? do I want to spending on something? Yeah. yeah. I feel that way with project management tools sometimes. Like some, yeah. of, some of the complex ones, you're like, there's got to be any, you know, and there's much better ones today. That, yeah. I mean, like, we use Lasting Suite, which is Jira and all that. Um, that's a huge, huge tool. Yeah. But we have it set up properly between our can, you know clients. Yeah. We know what to do with it every day. That's nice. So it's different, right? Yeah. It's not the most pleasing looking sometimes, but it works. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if it has been around for ages Ever. as well, yeah. Yeah. Like, good, it's a good platform and a great company, I have to say. You know, um, it's uh, got me. Go on. Because, you know, I haven't brought up the news, but do you know what I saw yesterday? Go on, then. More. There was an article about how 90% of people are using the internet, which I thought was kind of a low number. But how many businesses still don't have a website? It was another study saying how many businesses are going to get a website in 2020. And I was like, gosh, is this another really one. true? What's that? <laughs> another one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if this was one third, 30 million small businesses plan to create a website for the first time in 2020. <laughs> Which is really weird, right? But, no, wait, I, but you brought it up a couple of weeks ago that there was a study right at the end of last year that like, 46% don't even have one. So I, out of that, 16% still are saying no website. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's easy to say, oh, it's like because we have tools like Squarespace and yeah. Wix and all that, you can just do it yourself. You know what happens? People are afraid of it. Yep. People think they still need to call a bigger company. Like we, you know, it, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, in our world, right? People are like, oh, into company, like I'm selling a t shirt. With the tools you have now, you can do it yourself just fine in the beginning. You don't yeah. need to have any crazy between Shopify and or WooCommerce or anyone. Yeah. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Is right? it just fear of it's the fear. unknown? Yeah. Unknown? I say it's fear, and then it's the reality is that they, they suddenly realize it's going to take them a lot of time. They've got to learn it. They've got to figure it out. They got to, And that's, that's where they start getting panicky. And then they start getting panicky because they're getting other kind of challenges thrown at them, like UX, UI. 
and trying to understand what right. that is. And then how do I choose the right template? I mean, even something as simple as that can be very overwhelming to someone who's not used to doing it. Yeah, for small business, I would say Squarespace or Wix is an easy way to do it. Just put it up Absolutely. there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. No. Um, when it comes to e-commerce, that's where you get a little bit in trouble. Um, mm -hmm. You can use Shopify for small stuff. The problem is you have to kind of read up on every part of e-com. People think it's just like, oh, it's up there. No, shipping is hard. <laughs> yep. Taxes, payments, customer service, all that is hard. Putting the site up and putting it out there, that's the easy part. It's everything else that's very complex. It's the underlying stuff. Yeah. Interesting, because I feel like there's this narrative sold online that just start, you know, your e-commerce t-shirt business and you'll make a million dollars. Right. So you can have a t-shirt. This is always an example I use is like you can have, you know, our job is you can have uh, you can have a t-shirt company selling a $50 t-shirt, but you're spending $50 to sell that t-shirt. Yep. yep. I have a company that sell, uh, sells for 50 bucks, but I'm only spending 20. Right. The yeah. idea for us is to help you go under that. Right. Yeah. So it's it's people forget how margins and what they are, but every little thing will change your margin. So it's like running that is like running a restaurant business. Oh, your gosh. full costs, your margins, everything yeah. else. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right. So if you can be more efficient on mm -hmm. all those things, taxes and, and your payments and everything else, then you do better. Your payments itself, you know, people don't realize when you when you put your credit card in, that transaction goes through five different entities before mm -hmm. it, it gets oh, yeah. anywhere, right? Everybody gets a cut. <laughs> yep. If you're more efficient than that, your margins are better. So you're playing that game all the time. So so e-commerce is harder in in those little realms. And is that why you think most people fail with the side hustle e-commerce business? They don't realize getting into it literally like how important margin is, what it like is actually going to take. Yeah, that's partially it. Um, understanding, you don't have to like really be efficient about it, like, but you have to understand what, what's happening actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do your marketing and sell and 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 and, and go through like a, any other business, um, but understanding every piece of it is very important. Yeah. <laughs> you got to sell a number of T-shirts just to pay for the Shopify store. Correct. You know? <laughs> I feel like people forget that. You know. Yeah, like, I mean, well, Shopify's. Roughly about fifty bucks a month, roughly for a basic. Yeah, line. it's basic. I think it's like twenty four right now. Plus, uh, if you're using, you want to kind of use their credit card things, but you still mm -hmm. got to pay the fees. Yeah, yep. And then you got to get shipping. People forget yep. shipping. Forget the box. Forget like all those little things add up. Yep, they eat into your costs, and then correct. Then you lose money. So I guess that that is interesting when you stop and think about it. People forget. The whole experience then becomes because they got a second-rate box that they just you know tape together and it's like <laughs> it arrives in a black bag. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you could be Amazon door. putting a, a trinket into a ginormous box. Is it's true. true. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, it's true. They got something figured out though. <laughs> well, they do. I mean, most of that most of that is because of they how they pack trucks. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, they have a whole uh, algorithm and logistics of how the truck gets packed to get the maximum. To maximum. So yeah. if it if that's like the last order going on a truck and it has to fit in X space, they like to keep everything tight Correct. in there. Yep. That, that box will genius. be that big. Wow. <laughs> kind of. The problem with that is the waste of that. Yeah. So yeah. the waste, you know, they they do efficiency for them, but not the waste for the rest of it. So it's a weird, but but going back to small business stuff, like you have to know every piece of it. Now yeah. you want to sell a, like sell a trinket or sell yeah. on Etsy or eBay. try any one of those, right? Yeah. Go to a marketplace and do it. See how it works, and then build it. 
Like there's mm. ways of so like down. validate this idea. Before. Yeah, well, I mean we've seen people come up and like even startups like oh we want to build this thing. It's like slow down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's do it smaller. I mean yeah. there's no nothing wrong with building a sign and scrapping it in two years when you're making more money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. People just overdo it. Yep. You go too big too soon. All right. That's that kind of leads me into my first big question I have for you. What would you? How would you start an e-commerce business if you were going to start one? Forty minutes later, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A little slow. <laughs> little slow. How would I start? So uh, we are actually going to make uh, sumo heavy gear because it's it's a fun brand and it's what we want to do. Yeah. Um, so we've tried it already, and, and we're going to actually do it. Uh, we're just going to get print on demand. Yeah. For shirts. Okay. Uh, something like Printful. Yeah. It's one of them. Shopify connects to Printful real easy. Printful will handle a lot of the customer service, the shipping, shipping and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You just got to promote it. So for us, it's it's putting out there and, and putting, you know, social media out there. I mean, it's kind of fun because it's our brand, but we actually want to do it as a uh, sort of eat your own dog food type thing. Okay. Uh, test out a whole bunch of ideas that we want to go through. Excellent. That's sort of how we're going to do it. If you're a small business, it depends what you want. Like if it's a trinket. I would start literally on, like I said, on Etsy. Yeah, that makes like a lot of sense. Before you get into before yeah. you go anywhere, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, going to Goodwill or stuff like that and buy, you know, figuring out finding small things and selling online. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, there was an article actually over the weekend um, about a young kid who basically goes in Walmart, buys all the stuff that's like been heavily reduced he buys that and then sells it on his own e-commerce platform yeah so the biggest uh was a few years ago where um you couldn't you didn't have ikeas everywhere mm -hmm. people were just buying stuff at ikea and reselling yep. for like a ridiculous money yeah a buddy's dad did that early ebay he I was genius I ebay remember. is still huge oh yeah you yeah. just gotta know how to hack it yeah, yeah. he was early in though he uh he would buy like lots of sunglasses from china at the time there was no aliexpress or anything like that he would yeah. literally just buy like you know, 400 pairs. Yeah. And you're afraid <laughs> of buying stuff from AliExpress and stuff like that? Go to any, I mean, spring is coming. Yeah. People yeah. have garage sales all over the place. You just got to go do it. That's like the Gary Vee, huh? You can just, it's the whole Gary Vee thing. Are you, all right, what go. side do you lay on? Yes, you like them or no? I like them. Do you? I okay. mean, it was, you just got to go deep. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, uh, <laughs> the surface stuff is a little interesting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also know about and met him a whole bunch of times over the past 15 years though. okay yeah so you're you're on the think he's a knowledgeable he's guy yeah i mean you know i'm so glad his message has finally like dialed in to things because for a while it was like no that's not what you actually are saying yeah <laughs> uh but it's funny because i know uh, a couple guys i used to work with hate his like just sell baseball cards or go to flea markets and like why sell it i don't know why do they hate it yeah they, they, don't, they don't think anyone could turn an actual profit doing it crazy amount of money there's people who literally are making figures like six figures, seven figures easily. Yeah, oh, I believe but just it, it takes time. It, but it it takes you There's have no to go do work, yeah. right? Well, like, that's it. You know, my buddy. Everybody uh, wants fast. Like why? He has a friend who, the guy, right, is an author, a truck driver. He has a multiple jobs, but one of his side hustles is, I'm not going to give it out all of, but uh, basically he finds vintage denim, and sells it to that's countries in Asia market. on eBay. For this like twenty X markup, so yeah. uh, that's so a huge marketplace. It has huge market, and Goodwill actually has a store yep. that does that. So Goodwill has all the designer jeans and stuff, and they kind of follow the pattern of people doing that. They used to go to Goodwill, find all the good yeah. jeans, 
and sell them for half the price of what they're usual. So two hundred dollar pair of jeans, you sell for hundred. You're still making so much money. Yeah, genius. It's just it's just going and doing it. Yeah, yeah. people want it so quick. A B, you're not gonna be Mark Zuckerberg. You're not gonna start a startup that's his. <laughs> no. There's only one in you know. One in a four million, in, yeah. in our lifetime that happened to you know that's one narrative I hate the like narrative of in order to be successful you have to be a 20 year old founder of a multi-billion dollar startup and you're like if you actually look at the data Let most me, people are like in their 50s three letters you? KFC yeah. 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 Colonel 62, Sanders was right? 62 yeah. yeah you don't have to be yeah I mean that's you know it, it's it's a silly thing but I, I think people compare, you know, like, oh, they watch the network and they're really small and, and that's what they do. It's like, no, that doesn't work. No, it is. It doesn't. No, I agree. Uh, There's a lot more, like, you can be happy at a level, like, I'm a happy camper. Do I want to grow and, and make the – sure. But that's taking care of every, every person in the company and my own family. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, no, I don't want to run Facebook. Oh no! No, I, <laughs> no. I don't want to face fifty lawsuits a day. No, oh, <laughs> you no, know. thank you. Just the stress of that. No, you know what though? That is something else that was a bunch in the news. And I'll ask you as a small business owner: Is there is a? And our guest last week was an employee benefits broker, wellness, and all. Do you find that yourself having to compete more in that space with like offering wellness plan and? employee benefits is that like affecting you as a small business owner in downtown Philadelphia or an old city um no I think it's more of uh tech talent I mean we have um, a finite number of tech talent yeah we have that beautiful built two buildings in the middle of the city called Comcast mm-hmm. um, uh. so fighting against that is, is a, urban takes a lot too and then you have every pharmaceutical company out there taking a lot of that or all yep. the marketing agencies so for small technology companies it's a little harder yeah. Um, which is fine. Like it is, you know, it is what it is. Some people, we actually just hired somebody last year. He was a big company. He's like, I want a different lifestyle. I think that's why a lot of people do move from, from the big Comcast and mm-hmm. to smaller. I mean, I've done it. I've gone from big to small uh, because the lifestyle is different. You're not, yeah. work, you're not constantly on call. You're not constantly, you know, thinking, well, you probably are thinking about it because I do anyway, but you're not, you're not expected to be thinking about it every second of every day. Right. So we're we're structured nine to five. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times where the for us is nine to five. We don't really work weekends. Now, my business partner and I do, but it's our company, so yeah. that's, we do what we I have to yeah. do. Right. Um, we try to structure about nine to five. Some people work different hours, but also like we're we you can work remotely if you want to. Um, we have people who like the the guy literally the the employee he's an older guy not older in his forties but like came from a bigger company came down and um, he just wanted to have uh, work from home on Mondays and Fridays because he wants to spend time with his kid because his wife is a freelancer okay and like it's just easy and it's just like this is great this this works it works for him. You know, we have we have people who kids get sick. I'm like, go take care of them. That's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So it changes the the, the dynamic, narrative yeah. a little bit, right? So the wellness and all stuff. Yeah, are sure. Are you gonna get probably a little salt, lower salary? Maybe, but we try to keep it into into that world. Now, there's times that projects go like crazy, and we have to go oh, take care of them. Yeah, but that's rare. That's yeah. not all the time. That's, that's not, not that's normal. not a normal you know hundred hour week. So we kind of take care of that way. Oh, that's awesome. It is. Uh, I'm sure I didn't even ever thought about competing against the Comcast of the world for talent. 
Definitely. Oh, no. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> a headache, I'm sure. Well, think about it. the two big buildings. Yes, Comcast are one of the big players in this area. You've got some major agencies in this area, huge agencies. Oh, the farmer's going agencies. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I mean, like, really, like, obviously, Comcast is just easy to yeah, pick on it's them. Just, but <laughs> but there's, there's so much in such a small city, quite honestly, right. that it is hard. And you are up against all of that. because And you're also up against New York. Yeah. Because it's an hour. It's community. There's play, plenty of people commute all the time yeah. from here. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They go for the bigger salary. And imagine, they're probably younger, to be honest. Yeah, someone younger, someone to be stay. I mean, you know, being a smaller business owner, it's it's sometimes it's a little harder. But it for us, we think we attract the attractiveness is making sure that it's we take care of it like a family. We do. That's the nice thing um, about being able to have a small business. You yeah, can how you want. You know, exactly. I mean, you know, we want them to be comfortable and do the work that we need to get done. Obviously, we have to get the work done, right? Yeah. Clients are everything. That's what First pays our salaries, yeah. right? But the way I look at it is the team has to take care of the clients. I'll take care of that, the rest of yeah. them. So no, that's, cool. that's how it works. And it's it's a simple thing, and you don't have to be complex about it. So i got to ask, where did sumo heavy come from? Where did oh, that geez. idea come from? So it's a really, really weird explanation. It's actually our uh, director of marketing and my name combined. I know okay. there's an R in there somewhere. but And then um, for sumo, it's less than me, suitor. Um, and then we just kind of went, oh, everything in Japan is heavy in industries. And so Sumo Heavy Industries was born. And we've had that name for almost 15 years just written on a whiteboard. Really? Yeah. Um, so I had a company before this, an agency. My partners left. Uh, I had to have a new agency. And it was just like, it's a perfect time to do it. And then the logo came back. You know, it's a good brand. It's fun. We also didn't want to have a uh, company name that's like after my name, really. Yeah. Um, and or partners names one of those or web design or you got like we yeah. wanted something weird um and it's a bright logo people recognize it it's kind of fun i'll tell yeah. you i've always been against naming it after yourself it's like, such a law firm thing <laughs> well i always and i said it when i was owned a real estate business like on the outer banks and somebody was like well why don't you use your name this and that and i was and i actually talked to another person about it. i was like you can't sell it as easily like yeah. it's attached to you this isn't attached to this logo and everything is just an entity. It doesn't like say like, well, where's Kevin? And you know, now over time, real estate commissions have actually knocked down how much you can do with, because you can't impersonate someone else, especially no. you name it like first name, last name. You're like, you you're know, Jim Bob and Associates. You're like, well, where's Jim <laughs> Bob? You know, right, right. Uh, it's 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 definitely different. We we just happen to just have that for a very long time, and the logo works. Do you ever get any confusion with like the Noah Kagan sumo? Uh, Noah's a good guy. Uh, we we do sometimes yeah. uh, when we're out and about. Um, there's also a sumo heavy haulage in England. Okay, just kind of hilarious. <laughs> Kid you not. Really? Um, oh, that's funny. There's few sumos around. We just specifically, if you look at everything we write, it has yeah. sumo heavy on top of that. Okay, it's, it's always the two words, um, and that's the only thing. But yes, we always there's a whole bunch of times, especially at a tech conference. I was going to yeah. think there, yeah. It's always, oh, is it? No, no, no. it's not. <laughs> oh. Noah loves tacos. So do I. But I mean, who doesn't that? love tacos, right? I know. I, mean, I know. He's a good guy, though. Dragons love tacos. Yeah. People love tacos. Yeah, yeah. I always had this thought. Like, I had no other sumo server businesses. Yeah. I want to get to a point where we have, like, a conference of just sumo heavy or sumo businesses. That would be cool. Right. Very cool. <laughs> so, I mean, besides uh, doing the business, you guys also have had a podcast for a while. 
Yeah, it's been running for a bit. Uh, daily, five days a week podcast is, is a little tricky to make. Um, yeah. We're on episode, I have no idea, um, <laughs> almost 700 episodes. Not yeah. you guys are out there like, uh, what's his name? Who's the entrepreneur? You on fire. Uh, oh, John Lee Dumas. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he does it every day and he, he's crazy, yeah. but sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah, but I mean, a five day a week podcast is a serious commitment. It is. Um, we started, uh, it literally was just on the phone. Anchor just came out. Um, mm-hmm. And we literally just, let's try it. And if you listen to the first few episodes, there's terrible, terrible episodes. But we did it on the phone and just did it. Um, and then it took off. I wanted something that is easy mm-hmm. without having that commitment. Because it was only us two, my director of marketing and me, just doing it. And we had to put some out there. So three years later, we're still doing it. It's awesome. Yeah. When have you, do you feel like it's contributed to bringing you business? Uh, for us, I look at it as a more of a branding exercise, okay. so putting our name out there. I mean, um, but it has. We had calls and yeah, people bring it up. Like if you're in that industry, in the e-commerce industry, um, they bring it up a lot. Okay, They're like oh hey, you you do this. I know, I'll cool. have to uh, listen more because I've. I'm just fascinated by e-commerce. I know so little about it. Yeah, it's a quick show. It's under 20 minutes. Perfect. Ten. That's nice. You know, right in my uh, wheelhouse of poor, like, goldfish, you know, attention span. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a good read. You learn something, you know. It's Sometimes it's evergreen. Sometimes it's something new. You learn something all the time. Sometimes it becomes, like, an Amazon show sometimes, but... Um, no, I mean, I mean, it's so interesting because, like, someone reached out to Wayne from us doing this show, and, you know, people have reached out, and I... I don't know. At times, I feel like I'm just talking into the ether. But you know, I guess you know that there is like way more people out there than you actually realize that are thirsty for the knowledge around, yep, yep, you know, yep. business and marketing. And Absolutely. Stuff. Well, there's been definitely been a spike in the last five, six years of different types of podcasts out there for marketing or design or e-commerce. There's a number of them out there. That tons, tons. Um, the more specific the podcast, the better. Yeah. Yeah. In our opinion, um, we're about to release a big one. Uh, we have a new podcast coming out. Uh, we just launched the first episode last week. It's going to be called In the Ring with Sumo Heavy. In the, nice. ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, a little branding on that. Um, it's really uh, a combination of some tech, some internal stuff, uh, interviews, uh, some pundit stuff. Um, cool. Once or twice a week we're going to release it. Um, it's it's something I always wanted to do. It's just it's scratching my own itch. Nice. nice. And, uh, who's uh, Any big interviews coming up that you can share? Uh, no. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, a few e- share, small yeah. e-commerce places. Um, I think Harper Wild, which is a, a small startup in in uh, LA. Okay. Um, that's our that's episode going to come out this week. Excellent. Nice. Tomorrow. So you'll have the uh, e-commerce minute and in the ring with Sumo Heavy. Correct. Excellent. Yeah. How much? Uh, what do you think that? How much is the time commitment on that? Uh, a lot longer. A, a lot longer. <laughs> uh, a lot longer on uh, in the ring for interviews and trying to schedule them. A lot longer on writing the script for e-commerce minute. Okay. Which one are you more excited about? The new one. Uh, yeah, the new one. Yeah. Uh, the, the old. I mean, don't get me wrong. E-commerce minute is just still a thing. Uh, yeah. I love it because I just come in and, and just do it. Nice. Um, in the ring, there's going to be some interesting. Like it's going to be partially for me, partially for the team. Spread the love. Is the team excited about it? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun sometimes when you can do things for your own branding. Because as Wayne and I always mm-hmm. say, it's too often as agencies, you're, you know, you kind of don't eat your own dog food enough. Correct. And yeah. we wanted to do it as a sort of radio style, radio okay. show style of, of a show. Are you going to use Anchor to yeah. put it out there? Oh, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, we do. I, uh, somebody turned me on to it that had a podcast. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. You know, it's a good tool. 
Yes. Very good. Song. Use it. Is it's that free. actually the sponsor of your podcast? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Last year we have uh, Pitney Bowes actually sponsored it for a year. Oh, very cool. Yeah, nice. It was good. Nice. Are you big in the e-commerce space? Yeah. Huge. Ah. Really? Yes. For like copier? No, no, no. They have a whole international shipping stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. God, nice. it's amazing what's out there that you don't mm-hmm. even realize. Correct. So, I mean, we're almost just to the end. Uh, Wayne, uh, any last thoughts? Uh, no, just looking forward to my nice sunny drive home and enjoying my time out. Uh, a little ice road. fishing? Yeah, not, oh, not, fishing. not today. Not, no <laughs> ice fishing today, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's probably too warm. But I do want to thank Bart for coming in. Uh, great to have you on the show. We'll definitely have you back in. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more wisdom and insights you can give people. I can talk forever. I know. <laughs> That's why I thought of you. <laughs> Any last 